Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, Hey, how you doing? Hey, everyone. I hope you're doing well. This is Jim McCarrens with The Good, The Bad, and The TV on the Believe Podcast Network. It's the number one podcast network for professionals. Let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV. The year is 1971. In 1971, there are three partial solar eclipses, two total lunar eclipses, one powerful Silmar, California earthquake, and in what's among the biggest natural disasters of the century, a flood in North Vietnam so severe it kills 100,000 people. In New York, an uprising at Attica Prison kills 42 in 1971 and inspires a memorable Al Pacino scene in Dog Day Afternoon four years from now. Frazier beats Ali in 1971 at Madison Square Garden in what's billed as the fight of the century. And Charles Manson and three female family members are found guilty in 1971 for their roles in what's called the crime of the century the Tate-LaBianca murders in Los Angeles in 1969. 1971 sees the first McDonald's restaurant in Australia, the opening of Walt Disney World in Orlando, the premiere of counterculture favorite film A Clockwork Orange, the start of Southwest Airlines, the end of cigarette advertising on TV, and in a nod to a vocal counterculture, the lowering of the U.S. voting age to 18. It's all part of a revolution, that charges its way into a new decade. A TV revolution is underway, too. 1971 sees both the last episode of the Ed Sullivan Variety Show, on the air since TV itself begins in 1947, and the first episode of Game Changer All in the Family. Both happen on CBS. Out with the old and in with the young. Which is the mantra behind a TV change that sounds like a joke, but which really happens. In 1971, CBS, the number one TV network in the whole country, in a nod to the changing times within it, examines its highly prized, a winning schedule, and decides to cancel its audience. The older, more traditional, more conservative, smaller town viewers that the network has by the bajillion just aren't where the future is. Its future, TV's future, the advertising business's future. In nearly one felled swoop this year, CBS gets rid of the hits they're watching. Green Acres, The Beverly Hillbillies, Hee Haw, Mayberry RFD, The Jim Neighbors Show, The New Andy Griffith Show. Canceled. Dismissed. Removed. Bye-bye. Thanks for playing. It's called The Rural Purge. Jokes actor Tim Conway, himself caught up in the house cleaning, this is the year that CBS cancels every show with a tree in it. Here's a small bit of backstory. When the TV show Batman airs on ABC from 1966 to 1968, it never cracks the top 30 for any of its three seasons. But its ratings are decent. Not massively popular with the whole country, but very popular with a certain segment of it, with viewers within it, young urban viewers. They think it's cool. Parenthetically, this is back when urban means those living in big metropolitan areas, years before the word is co-opted by white Hollywood 
to refer to black people as a single monolithic group in a way that they think doesn't sound racist. Spoiler alert, it does. So anyway, long-suffering ABC, always in third place, frames it that Batman, along with a few other marginal hits that it has, that's also attracting younger crowds, is in fact a huge hit with cool viewers. And cool and young is where it's at in the late 1960s, man. The new model gives the network some bragging rights, which converts to advertising dollars. Win-win. Enter the idea of so-called socioeconomic demographics. It also plays into the success of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour on CBS in 1967, NBC's Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, and ABC's The Mod Squad in 1968, and ABC's Room 222 in 1969. It's a development that finds momentum at the dawn of a new decade, when CBS, in particular, sees that all that country bumpkin stuff it's airing, like the Beverly Hillbillies, while still popular, just isn't groovy. Dig? It begins the shift to what TVObscurities.com calls the start of a quote-unquote wave of relevancy in the fall of 1970. Slowly at first, with a mix of new series that includes some that it hopes will appeal to its core small-town audience, and some set in and about large cosmopolitan areas starring younger faces that it hopes will lure the more friendly, younger crowd into the tent. Some work. Mary Tyler Moore, for instance, about an unmarried 30-year-old career woman in Minneapolis. Some don't like storefront lawyers and the interns, each about a team of 20-something professionals, there's that age again, working in and around Los Angeles. And then it all happens more rapidly after the New York set Generation Gap, more reality-based comedy, All in the Family, shows up in January and blows the roof off the TV ratings with its mix of white and black faces and its storylines about sex and politics. Young and hip become the watchwords. The call is for real shows that feature real people and real situations, character comedy over situation comedy, programming that reflects the changing face of the country and the changing faces within it, programming that appeals to younger viewers living in big cities like Minneapolis or New York or L.A. or Chicago, none of which are to be found on the same map as Hooterville or Pixley. As Dean DeFino notes in his book, The HBO Effect, quote, recognizing that they could attract higher value advertisers to programs that appealed to the most desirable, educated 18 to 49 year olds, they began to offer more sophisticated programming, primarily in the form of socially conscious sitcoms. Thus, out with the very old and in with the very young, the die is cast for the rural purge. The purge is helped along a year ago by a decree from the Federal Communications Commission known as the Primetime Access Rule, which states that effective with the start of the 1971-72 TV season, the primetime or nighttime schedules for the three broadcast networks will be shortened by a half hour. This results in a weekly loss of 150 minutes of programming and thus a culling of network inventory. Whatever the impetus, though, the rural purge happens big time in 1971. CBS, the network that in 1970 is the home of the Beverly Hillbillies, the Ed Sullivan Show, the Glen Campbell Good Time Hour, Green Acres, Hee Haw, 
The Jim Neighbors Show, Lassie, Mayberry RFD, The New Andy Griffith Show, The Red Skeleton Show, and Petticoat Junction is, inside of two years, now the home of All in the Family, The Bob Newhart Show, Bridget Loves Bernie, MASH, Mary Tyler Moore, Maud, and Sonny and Cher. Anti-establishment shows, younger casts, new ideas, big city locations. Kojak, Good Times, Jefferson's, One Day at a Time, they're all just around the corner, as are the final days of old school 1950s era stalwarts, like Here's Lucy, canceled in 1974, leaving Lucy off the air for the first time since 1951, and Gunsmoke, canceled in 1975, a Western on the air for 20 years that, date back, that dates back even further to the days of CBS radio. Dodge City just isn't where the people of the 1970s are. Actually, with that latter pair gone, so too are the network's final ties to its roots, to its history as a company that begins in 1927, which is fine because new history is being made at CBS. It's a slow and careful turn, but the ginormous CBS ship manages it without losing passengers. If it fires longtime viewers in the process of the rural purge, it's but for a blip. It rehires them and jillions more for replacement shows that are even more popular. And it remains TV's number one network until 1975, when a whole other kind of audience shift finds ABC Network now enjoying happy days as TV's number one. No trees in their lineup either. You gotta believe. Hey, send us some questions and feedback and suggestions on Twitter at Believe Podcast or at Believe.com. That's our website. It's also where you can get some information on advertising on any Believe show, this one included. Find and download The Good, The Bad, and The TV on Apple. That way you can subscribe and rate us. Or Spotify, where you can just follow us. Or just plain listen for a new drop each Thursday on these sites, or Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, Google Play, and there's probably others. Be sure to like the show all over your social media, too. I'm Jim McCarrens. We'll talk again. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.